0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley, and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face-to-face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so it is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires generation z to pursue marriage become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen serve with furious intentionality love well and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another to access my sources subscribe to the show or get your copy of my latest book visit anchor.fm seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode All right, guys, welcome to episode 142 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we are going to finish up the video review that we started in the last episode. If you did not catch that episode, go back and listen to episode 141. We began reviewing Jonathan Decker's video entitled, What Age is the Best to Marry? Uh, He has a video on YouTube. YouTube entitled something like that. And we started reviewing it and it was a very interesting video on a number of fronts, but we're going to finish reviewing that video today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. And again, I think it's in, I think it's inconsistent to point out the statistics against getting married young, and then uh, not mention the statistics about LGBTQAI plus relationships having very difficult times, um, and saying that you know a marriage book on a heterosexual relationship applies to them too. Uh, I think he's trying to be inclusive here, and while admire his ability to include everybody, and I think it's important to show love and inclusion to everybody. I think it's also important to be intellectually consistent. So if you're going to bring up an a statistic argument about getting married young leading to higher divorce rates let's also not ignore the statistics about lgbtqai plus relationships having very difficult times with very serious issues moving on
1: you take your time to get to know somebody before you decide to marry them or before you even yeah, decide that's to that's true serious. that's great that it takes three months 90 days for someone to start to show you who they are why because think about it, all of us were on our best behavior. And when you're dating somebody for at least 3 months, you tend to not really show them your flaws and weaknesses as much, right? Your hair is always done, your teeth are always brushed, your makeup is done, the house is clean when they come over. Someone does something annoying and you say, "That's okay" instead of blowing your gasket. You know, you you pick up the socks. You, you know, you do we don't show our whole selves.
0: What I would say there, guys, is I mean, yeah, he's he's right. You are on your best behavior when it comes to dates, but when does that when when are you flipping that switch off? That's the moment I would say you've entered into dangerous waters. When are you not acting smitten with your partner? When are you not acting that invested in the relationship? That's when you're crossing into I would say a bad decision. And I know you can cite me all sorts of t- statistics about feelings fading, and uh, you know the honeymoon phase goes away at so and so dates or how many years you've been married or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll acknowledge all that, whatever. If you know some, although I will point out to you though that I know also know many many couples, and I'm mentored by one of them who is absolutely. absolutely Absolutely smitten with each other, even though they've been married 25 years. So, you can't really say that the honeymoon phase goes away if it is capable of coming back, if you can fight to get it back, if you can work to get it back and maintain it for a long period of time. That's totally possible. So, but I mean, guys, it really is. You're totally capable of having a healthy marriage. And I would say that the moment you stop, uh, in dating your spouse so to speak after you get married the moment you stop investing in them as much as you did when you first met them is the moment that yeah you need to change some things and you need to realize hey i just treated my spouse in a way or i reacted to something my spouse did that annoyed me in a way that was not healthy and i never would have done that when i went out on a first date with him right so that's that's actually a flaw on your end if you blow up at your spouse over something they did to annoy you in my opinion you know you've 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 actually started treating your spouse Worse, you've been less patient with your spouse as the years have gone on. And I would say that's, that's a flaw that you have to work on. And yes, it is a temptation, because you, know, you, might, be, you might start feeling that reaction more. Something they did might annoy you more, but that, that's no excuse to um, react in, a, in an unhealthy way and, and let your anger basically take its toll on someone's life. You can't do that. So that's what, what I would say to what he just said.
1: And that's if you're dealing with someone who is decent who's just putting their best foot forward. It's longer if they're actively deceiving you. The issue with marrying young, I can only say this with the the benefit of hindsight. Do you remember how long three months was when you were a kid? Just follow me on this for a second, just bear with me. Summer break, three months, was an eternity. It was a lifetime of just snow cones and swimming and playing video games, right? Or whatever it is you did. That's what I did. And you go back to school, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is what school was like. Oh, I had boy. Forgotten. It's, it, was, <laughs> it was ages ago. It's only three months. Talk to someone who's 40 about what mm-hmm. three months looks like.
0: Yeah. He's got another ad here. And he, I, by here, he might start saying, you know, when you're young, time seems less. Uh, like it goes a lot slower than it does, which I would say is actually an argument for getting married young. I mean, if time goes a lot slower when you're younger, then those initial years where you're together with your spouse are gonna seem even longer, and you're gonna have that much more time together with your spouse, and that time is gonna seem longer. And if, guys, if you have a relationship that is to be desired, why wouldn't you want your, your relationship with your spouse to seem longer, right? Again, to people who want their relationship with their spouse to seem, sh- to seem shorter, I would say, hey, man, I don't want your marriage. <laughs> you know, and no offense at all. It's no offense to anybody who uh, says that. I'm not saying a personal attack on you, but I'm saying, from, as for me and my relationship with my spouse, I would like it to be something that I actually look forward to and I want to make it last as long as possible. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I've found to advocate for getting married young. And a lot of people think that when I advocate for getting married young, I'm addressing people who have not put in the work on themselves and who are frankly not ready to get married young and I'm not addressing them. I'm talking to people who are ready to get married young and have put in the work to get married young, but for some reason are being culturally counseled by people in their life to avoid getting married young as a road for them. Um, when in reality, guys, it's a totally fine road, and there's literally nothing wrong with it. So uh, that's just what I would say there. I mean, that's just, again, a matter of my personal opinion. But Um, If you're listening to this show, clear you think that my opinion has some value for you or you relate to my words in some way, and I made this show for people who have a similar life experience to myself. If you don't have a similar life experience to myself, I would ask you, why are you listening to my show? If you're getting mad and sending me hate mail about how terrible my work is and why am I doing it and I'm not married and I shouldn't be giving people marriage advice, which by the way, I'm not, you're taking my words out of context, nothing I say is marriage advice, it is simply for people who want to pursue the road that I have and I'm simply just justifying why I'm pursuing the road that I have to people who have counseled me so passionately not to get married young. So if instead of sending me hate mail, guys, why don't you just consider stopping the show and turning it off? I mean, honestly, um, if, if, if what I'm saying is not helping you, the goal of this show is to help you. If it is not helping you turn it off, switch to a station that does. Listen to a podcast that does. This show is made for a very refined, specific audience. My target audience is myself at a younger age. I'm saying now what I wish I would have heard when I was younger. I'm saying now what would have helped me when I was younger. Um, And if you're not like me when I was younger, then don't listen. That's what I would say. Hi, guys. This is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question.
1: Talk to someone who's 40 about what three months looks like. Where does The reason I bring this up is because if you're in your late teens, if you're in your early twenties, you're transitioning to a place where you have more perspective on time, but you can date somebody for a week and feel like you're in love and feel like you know them when really, if they're being honest, all you know, is, you know, about them. You haven't seen them in a variety of contexts with a variety of people. You haven't seen them under stress. You haven't seen them with with different friends, with different family, with people they don't like, with people who are... And again,
0: what I would say here is, uh, which is what I'm doing, I'm going to get married young and I'm currently on the road to getting married young. So uh, try doing that and not stressing out. Your partner's going to see you stress out. Uh, Lainey has seen me stress out and uh, like all the time over jobs over finances we're in the process of buying land we're in the process of uh, getting married all these things um getting engaged all these things are are big um big big deals and they are stressors on your relationship so laney has seen me under stress she's she totally knows what i'm like under stress um she totally knows how I handle stress. She totally knows my flaws because flaws come out in stress. Uh, She's seen me serve. She's seen me um, during good times. She's seen me interact with my family. And all of this we've done, guys, in under three months. You know, it doesn't really take that long. He's saying that you can't see all the things you need to see before three months, and I'm saying you absolutely can. And you're actually going to if you you start getting married young. If you start getting married young, guys, trust me, stressors are going to pop up financial stressors, all these things, because that's one of the that's one of the prices of getting married young. Culture does not make it easy. Society does not make it easy to get married young. There are bills, there are very expensive life purchases that you make typically when you're getting married. So there are these things, there's this life transition of way from mother and father to cleaving to your spouse. They're major stressors. So that's the consequence of getting married young that I would say is totally worth it. Uh, it's totally worth all of those stressors to spend more time with my spouse and to be married at a young age and to be close to her. Now, instead of putting it off for later. but uh, So that's what I would say to Jonathan Decker. I mean, you're totally capable of seeing different sides of people within three months, even less than that. I mean, it just depends on, again, it's a varying type of situation. Everybody's different.
1: They haven't revealed to you the harsher side or the weaker Unless side. Unless they're vulnerable, they're, which they're I am and I have. That we all have. And because three months feels a lot longer, the younger you are, it's easier to think in a short amount of time that, you know, this person, you trust this person. And let's face it in our twenties, especially guys, it's a lot of hormones and it's really easy, especially if you get physically involved with somebody to confuse that with love because it's bonding oxytocin and vasopressin are released. When you hold hands, when you cuddle, when you make out, when you kiss, when you have sex and you can feel like you're very much in love but you haven't had time. You haven't had time to see if it it actually actually
0: is is, that language implies that love is something that happens to you. And then it's out of your control. Love is something that you choose or do not choose. Um, You know, bonding is an actual thing that I think is important again for the maintaining the honeymoon phase, but love the word, the way he's using the word love is not something that you find out. If it's the real deal, it's not something you discover. It's not something that happens to you. It's not something that is out of your control. Love is something that you choose, right? Um, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not self-seeking. It is not. It's slow to anger. All these things imply will, guys. All these things imply will. Love is something that you choose to do or not to do. Um, love is, I would say God is love. Jesus embodied perfect love for humanity. Um, and we are to be like him. That is our choice. If you choose not to be like him, that's not something that happens to you. You can't adopt a passive attitude of it's not my responsibility. Love either happens to me or it doesn't. I either find the real thing or I don't. It's your job. It's your responsibility. And it's within your power to choose the road of love, to choose to love your spouse, um, regardless of what, you know, challenges or obstacles are set against you and he's acting like you just you haven't had time to find out if it's the real deal and to that i would say you're capable of either making it the real deal or not making it the real deal um and you know you you just get to choose that and i would say that it's well worth it to make it the real deal and um again he hasn't addressed I wish he would have addressed more the consequences of postponing marriage because a lot of people don't address those. They think there's no consequence to postponing marriage. It's just like, um, you know, it's just great. You put put it off for as long as possible and there's no problem with it. Nobody talks about infertility. Nobody talks about the effects of your body on, uh, from childbirth in postponing marriage. Nobody talks about the fact that, yes, it's health, it's the only healthy sex, sexual relationship is in the context of a marriage. Yes, they say that, but then they don't acknowledge the fact that if you get married in, by the time you're 25, at the age of 25, that's 15 years of no, Sexual relationship—that is hard. That is lonely. That is not how God. I would believe. I would argue God has designed man to operate or woman to operate. You're just not set up to do that. It's actually setting yourself up for failure to try and go that long without a healthy sexual relationship with the opposite sex. So that's what I would say to them. Um, and again, he hasn't addressed the fact that if you choose to postpone marriage, you are choosing to spend less of your life with your partner. That's the. That's a really big one. He's not addressed any of those.
1: Are you in love with this, the idea of who you think this person is? Because we don't trust people. We trust who we think they are. And we have this image in our head that we've constructed based on the data that we've gotten or the data that we've received. I'm going to turn down for a little, a little bit here just to talk
0: about you're totally capable of trusting somebody in a healthy way. By being vulnerable, vulnerability builds trust in in cooperation with time. So yes, time is a factor of building trust. But if the more you're vulnerable, the more of yourself you actually reveal to your partner, the more of your struggles that you reveal to your partner, the more of your life hardships and trauma that you reveal to your partner, the closer you're going to get. And that is a way that you can be close to your partner without you know postponing marriage late into life and and waste not wasting but not spending all this time basically uh, getting to know them. You can get to know them faster by being vulnerable
1: and see if who I think they are lines up with who they actually are. For some people, the value is wait until marriage for sex. For a lot of people, more and more, you know, every that's year, true. every decade, that's not the value. But the research supports holding off on sex until yes, you're in a true relationship. Yes, true. Thank you. Look, you can have a casual sexual relationship that matures into a committed relationship. That does happen. True. But more often than not, it doesn't. Solid. And so if you're looking to build a strong foundation, it's important to be able to say, Let's take it slow. I actually want to get to know you because once we get sexually involved, I'm going to be booty blinded. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> That's a line from, uh, from uh, I Spy with Owen Wilson, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> booty blinded, right? Oh, blinded gosh. by booty, where, where you're sexually attracted to somebody and so you're, you're not really paying attention to who they actually are. It's harder to be objective when you're sexually involved. And so the science is not about a purity culture or a chastity culture or anything like that. It's smart, just about exactly. being smart about Brilliant. it. Love that. Slow it down, right? Because the more involved you get, the more that oxytocin and vasopressin, those bonding hormones get released into your bloodstream. And then it's harder to tell. It's harder to know. So if you are going to marry young, my advice, like the ones that tend to blow up and go really bad, they're young, they're passionate. They don't have a lot of experience. They assume they know better than the world, everybody else. And they're like, we're going to make it. We've got a love for the ages. And then you know, a year later, two years later, it's it's ended not only ended, it ended badly.
0: Hi guys. I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, All of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen Listen to and now without further ado, let's get back to the episode.
1: Because they didn't take the time and they didn't go in with both eyes. What I
0: would say there is I I don't think there's a distinction between ended and ended badly. If a marriage ends, it's bad because you vowed to spend the rest of your life with somebody and you broke that vow for whatever reason, either you or your partner or uh, for for whatever reason, here you are, you were married, you said you were going to spend the rest of your life with this person in sickness and health for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. But yet here you are and you're not married anymore. So something happened there that's bad. Something went wrong. Divorce is never a good thing. And again, if you've had a divorce, I am not slamming you. I'm not slamming anybody when I say that um, a particular road is not a good one. I'm simply saying, I'm simply encouraging people not to to avoid that road and to prepare themselves to avoid that road, uh, you know, you know, no matter what it takes. And as somebody who's gone down that road, you sh- you of all people should be behind me on that. You should be behind me on saying, hey, yeah, there's a, in, in my divorce, in my um, extramarital affair, in my, um, you know, um, poor life decision, I am now reaping the consequences of that decision. And it's hard. There are hard things about it. You should be encouraging other people not to go down that road because of the dysfunction and heartbreak it wrought in your life you should be straight up behind me on that um, and I, that's why i'm always puzzled when i get hate mail from people about saying me saying that uh you know i'm slamming people who got a divorce or i'm slamming people who had sex outside of well i've never actually gotten hate mail that says i slam people for having sex outside of marriage but i've gotten hate mail about people saying you're saying that my child is not um you know uh you know going to have a good future because they were born outside of marriage. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Please hear my heart on this. That is not what I'm saying at all. I am saying that I'm trying to encourage young people who are not married, who, have not, um, who are not even in a relationship maybe, or who, who are in a relationship to choose the statistically more likely to produce a healthy result road. That is what I'm encouraging them to do. I'm encouraging young people to pursue a goal that is worth their time, but also leads to a road of that is easy as possible and more, as, as satisfying as possible. That's what I'm encouraging them to do. And again, I'm not running from hardship and all that. I understand there will be hard things, but I'm encouraging people to make good decisions. And if you've made a decision that has been hard, or you would say is a bad decision, you would acknowledge it's a bad decision. Um, that, that's all I'm trying to do is keep people from doing that. I'm not slamming you. There's no guilt. There's now, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. There is no, uh, guilt that I am slinging on you. There's no, you're, you're not even lesser, a lesser person in my opinion. You're actually a a brilliant person who can now share your story to other people. Um, and I don't believe that, you know, there's nothing you could do that would make me think less of you as a person, guys. If you don't take my advice, that's fine. You know, do whatever you want with your life. I'm just saying what I'm going to do with mine. And if you have a similar story to me and you like what I'm saying, listen to me. If you don't, just turn the channel, you know. I'm, this is not a personal attack on anybody. This is not a something that I believe, you know, you're in the moral wrong. If you choose to go a different road than me, that is not what I'm saying with the show. I'm not saying God can't work incredible good out of broken circumstances that he absolutely can and does. Um, Scripture is very clear on that. God is working all things together for the good of them that love him, who are called according to his purpose. I mean, there's, that's a very scriptural principle. God works things for the good, bad things together for the good of his children. Um, just all of that is true. I'm not slamming anybody here with this. I'm simply telling you what I wish I would have been told.
1: When's the right age to get married? When it's right. And you know it's right because you keep your brain turned on the whole time. And how do you know that you're ready? You're ready if you've worked through your trauma, if you have it. You, you're ready if you've worked through your insecurities and your fears to the point where you feel like they're not going to sabotage your relationship. Right. But are you ever completely ready? No. Yep. Exactly. That's Love that. Growth experience. <laughs> the only way to know exactly what you're doing with marriage or parenting, exactly, or so good, else, is just to do it
0: right and and and, uh, and that guy's he's he's kind of wrapping up his video here and i actually agreed with him on this video a lot more than i thought i was going to i mean uh, he said a lot of good things in this video whereas his title um you know crap therapists say what's the Be- best age to get married Marry young that makes me think he's going to go on a 20 minute rant about why getting married young is a bad idea and all this stuff that i hear so much from modern culture and i was prepared to kind of come at him here from an argumentative stance and not not in an anti his work way i I'm not trying to slam his work or anything. He's a he's a professional. He's counseled hundreds of couples. I'm sure. Um, I was just simply going to provide a perspective of why I would probably not go to him for therapy advice, um, because I I don't want to I don't want to adopt his what he's saying for my life. I don't want to end up where he is in that sense. I don't want to uh, postpone marriage for so long that I miss out on those years with my partner. Um, and again. You can find a therapist to say anything. Uh, So that was kind of the point of the show is to show you um, there are therapists who say get married young, like the one that he mentioned at the beginning of the video. And there are therapists who would say you should postpone marriage for as long as possible. There are therapists who would say don't get married at all. There are therapists who will say anything. And they're all professionals. They've all done the work. They've all gotten their masters. They've all counseled hundreds of couples so it really comes down to who are you going to go to to receive marriage therapy for your marriage what kind of marriage do you want to have do you want a marriage that is strengthened in this way that is influenced by this person or that is influenced by this person a different person and i was simply prepared to come to this video Um, by saying that, you know, I probably wouldn't go to Jonathan Decker. I would go to somebody like Seth Studley, Jordan Peterson, Danny Silk. There are a lot of other therapists who I would go to. Um, But in the end, he actually came around and said some, I think, pretty well-rounded, good things pro arguments for getting married young in, in a lot of ways so you know he acknowledged a lot of the uh things about getting married young that could be good he said he'd seen several marriages that uh, that that were young people young got married his sister was one and uh, they have a great marriage now um and he all but he then he went around to say that you know for every one marriage young married couple that has a good marriage now today he could give you five where the opposite was true and to that i would say yeah there are challenges that a lot of people fall to but the ones who do, the ones who have good marriage, notice. Notice the ones who got married young and have a good marriage. They've spent so many years with their partner together. They have a healthy marriage, and they've spent all those years together that you would not have spent uh, with your partner if you chose to postpone it. And I would say that is priceless. Every second, guys, that you can spend with your spouse is 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 a huge pro argument for getting married young. It really is. I mean, and I'm not saying it's without difficulty. Again, I'm just saying that if you can get married young do it. You know, put in the work to be able to get married young, put in the work while you're young to be able to get married while you're still young. That's something I say a lot on the show. And, um, Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the content and the episodes you've heard today. I'm going to split it into two episodes. What you're listening to now is the second half. So thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed these last two episodes. If you have, reach out and let me know what you thought of the episodes through the link in the show notes. You can send me a personalized audio voice message giving me thanks, giving me comments, questions, feedback, anything at all. I'd love to hear those. It makes me feel super connected to you as audience members. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.